1: JB, you love the premiership so much, do the introduction for this podcast, come on.
2: Hello and welcome to this, it is the Egg Chasers Premiership Rugby Podcast, a podcast about the premiership and nothing (laughs) else. MWDP. The MWDP, I am JB, here to talk about premiership and mostly sale. (laughs) The midweek domestic podcast is back. And I'm joined by Tim who is a London Irish fan. Hello Tim. I'm. You've got your green microphone cover on. I do have my London Irish coloured microphone uh, muff.
1: Yeah, oh, is it a muff, is this it? a technical word, yeah. There's, there's some great technical words in, in the world of uh, radio and audio and stuff. So this is a muff. Oh, OK. I've got a muff right next to my mouth. and um,
3: You've got your cans. I've
1: got my cans. And another one, yeah. do you know, when you have like a... Sometimes you hear a sound where it's sort of... In song sometimes it sounds like it goes... Mm. It's, it's like a, almost like a plane landing.
2: And it does, it does something... Yes, I think I do know that. That is called a flange. Is it really? Oh, yeah. nice. Um, the one I always like is the covers on the big boom mics. They are? I don't know that. Dead cats. Oh, yes, they is that are. What is that the uh, term? Yeah, so if you've got a, a, a fluffy cover, it's a, it's a dead cat. Nice. Yeah. These meaty guys, eh? Yeah. Uh, and that's Phil. Hello, Phil.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Hello, JB. Yeah,
2: so I, would, I may as well finish it off saying that you can find me on Twitter at JB Edmore. Tim at Cocker. And this very podcast at Rugby Podcast.
1: Yes, and a big thank you to uh, to everyone um, at Patreon dot com forward slash Egg Chasers. We well, uh, uh, it's still what eleven weeks away, but but the end is in sight. And as we're watching the Six Nations, I'm just imagining it, next year's Six Nations there'll be a Tier Two tour.
2: There will, and also we might. Well, I'm not you this boys, but we might be heading off to North Dorset Sevens. wonderful ooh nice part of the world yeah so
1: whether it's a tier 2 tour whether it's going to visit sevens tournaments whether it's doing uh, rugby brunches before premiership games on a Saturday late morning into an afternoon before going to a match whether it's live podcasts there's loads we want to do excuse us for uh, priority access to to those tickets to to win a shirt from the dungeon and if you just appreciate having a podcast every Monday 52 weeks a year and some Tuesdays and some Tuesdays as well (laughs) Uh, then we very much appreciate your support. Um, uh, as I've mentioned before, when we do do a live podcast, if there's a way that we can we can have it so JB doesn't have the the, the stress of having to no organise sound
2: equipment and uh, engineering.
3: And venues fly out to threaten venue We could get threatened like venue owners. In here,
2: couldn't we? How many can we get behind that? Like maybe Fish. five? Back, uh, maybe not. Ten. Five Six. back there, five back there, maybe two here. <laughs> five... Five on each
3: side. Five on each side. Ten. We can get ten in here. Yeah. No, but five it, on each side. All four sides. Twenty. Yeah.
0: Uh, <laughs> It'd
3: be a 14. squeeze. Fourteen. Fourteen. We could definitely do. do, I mean, do fourteen. It does hot. Get, it gets hot in here. It does get hot <laughs> with three of us.
1: I was just thinking uh, this weekend. I was thinking of, of the rugby brunch idea. It would be. It would have been so cool with one of the Premiership games that's on, like today, mm-hmm. for example. Had it been you know, Northampton Bath to, to do. A brunch somewhere in Northampton. Go to that game and then all pile into a bar and watch uh,
2: <sighs> wonderful stuff.
1: Watch a, a Six Nations match, stuff like that,
2: or more Premiership games. So yeah, so <laughs>
1: Patreon forward slash Egg Chasers and thank you very very much. The support's humbling and very much appreciated. Indeed, absolutely. Uh, right, yeah, Premier. What a weekend of rugby. I mean, I'm, I, Six Nations we've already talked about in the other podcast, but uh, the Premiership, some cracking games.
3: Some some very close games as well, and some some games with some
2: real genuine swings. Uh, one of the best weekends that I can that I can remember. I mean, I was very upset that the Wales England game started because I had to stop watching the Harlequins game. And actually, I went back to it to finish it off. It was phenomenal. It was absolutely phenomenal. Maybe not the highest standard of actual rugby played, but in terms of drama, unsurpassed this weekend. Well,
3: yeah, the drama and and very close games. Pretty much every game was. Um, only a score in it
1: and probably the best was saved till last on that score yes. yeah some drama excitement and some two teams wanting to play as well
2: yeah yeah that, that, I cannot make, I do not know anything about the Premiership the more <laughs> I watch it the less I know it's it is unpredictable yeah. that, that, that is
3: one of the real big things I'd say now and I don't know how much of that is just the last few years there, there has been a convergence on the quality of a lot of the teams Like there's teams that Almost anyone can be almost anyone else on any given Sunday, um, or and how much of it is right now? Because obviously we've lost. Well, as of uh, Saracens re- relegation in January last year, we've lost the threat of relegation for over a twelve-month period now. And we how do, how does that incentivise players, coaches, DORs to strive for the best performance week in week out? And arguably, it doesn't.
2: Well providing the table stays relatively close and at the moment it is still quite close so i think even the bottom place team can yeah. potentially get top 4 it will sort itself out when these teams start to separate then it will not sort itself out
3: when someone's not got the th- the threat of Europe to play for or not yeah. play for so that, got- you know,
2: that's when it's going to it's going to suffer somewhat and i think you know if as a team who was outright rubbish, now I think they would have given up and already started playing playing the youngsters. But I went to another live rugby game. That's good, isn't it? Amazing. Second one this season. You were working, obviously. But I was working extremely hard, and for the first time, I met Alex Anderson. Mm. And they say that they that well, not the first time because we met him in um, that is true. I met Philadelphia him twice, twice before, but only what, fleeting. Was he wearing a medallion? I'll get to that. <laughs> uh, so they say you don't you never get a second chance to make a first impression. It's fair to say I made no impression on him whatsoever. So <laughs> completely wasted opportunity. Terrible question in the from me in the press briefing afterwards. Embarrassing actually. But um I did ask him about his uh medallion and he still wears it. He's still got so I don't know if uh, Did you ask him in the press briefing?
1: Yeah. Oh nice. Nice um
2: I don't know if Simon Orange needs to take action on this or whatnot, because should you be wearing your Wolfpack medallion to coach, to coach the sharks?
3: Oh, he needs to get it moulded. There could be like a, a Rocky-style montage where it is forged into oh, a new shark. Oh, melt
2: it down. Yeah.
1: I, I'm thinking opening credits to Game of Thrones kind of <laughs> Yeah, thing.
2: exactly, exactly that. But uh, on a serious note, he's bloody impressive. I mean, like, he's almost too convivial. He's, he, he did his press briefing with a can of lager in his hand. Um, very convivial, very nice, very very impressive. Just love the message around it, and does help the sale one obviously because he is probably the most
1: natural communicator of anyone in English rugby. He is very yeah. easy,
2: um, but I, but with an underlying psychopath, yeah, there, which is always it's important. A wonderful when, edge, yeah, well, yeah, which, an edge which uh, which also
3: fit, the underlying psychopath fits nicely to the team he's inherited. <laughs> Being built around <laughs> yeah. Mr think, yeah. Mr Dimes.
2: Well, so here's an idea here's a thought I had when I was watching the first game of the weekend, because this is a top of the table clash. Mm. Which is I honestly think if Steve Diamond was in charge of the sale team, over the last three games they would have won two. And in fact what they've done is they've lost two and then won the extra one. But I'm also certain they would have lost the extra game. So the way I'm looking at this now is Although they're worse off in terms of points, they're better off in the fight around around themselves. And ultimately, if you're going to win a league, you've got to be beating those top teams on a consistent basis. And if your backups can't handle Bath and Harlequins, you're going to need some better backups. Mm-hmm. Now, the counter to that is, maybe Alex Sanderson coming over from Saracens to... Sale is learning the hard way that not all 3rd 15s are full of international stars. I don't know.
3: Yeah, and can but, compete in
2: Europe. Yeah. But, I mean, there are some stars in that Sale team who are young lads. And the
1: squad as well is deep now.
2: It's small, though. It's deep. It's, small. it's not the biggest squad. I mean, they've always had a small squad. have got
1: two in every position that, are, that well, are quality.
2: Yeah, and the one to look out for, boys, I am telling you right now that Raphael Quack will be an England player. He Raffy just quirk. will be in Broughton
1: Parks Raffy Quirk. Yeah. He his quirk. Sorry. Yeah, I don't know if, if I'm it. just
2: if I'm seeing things. And also maybe it's because the because Faf has come off and he's right at the end end of his you know, you know end of his energy. And Rafi comes on. But his passing looks so much sharper. I mean his passing is unbelievably sharp. He's a he he's a very very good player. Well, Ben Young's has
3: got at least another 150 caps in him. So. Minimum. <laughs> Minimum.
2: So. It's not anything, like nothing. He, he just he drills the ball to the floor and then just fires it out. Like it, 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 I, You'd have to watch it because maybe I'm just seeing things in comparison to the guy who's just left who's played 60 minutes. I don't know. I don't know, but looks good. The important thing is Sale Sharks won. Sale won very very good win against a good ex team who are struggling
1: a little bit at the moment. Um, that was their fourth defeat in eleven games, which is uh, like
2: longest st- still, longest
1: losing streak in the Premiership. Still second, and oh no, they've lost four in a row. That's not what I'm saying. Um, oh, well they've lost. No, they've lost four games out of eleven, which for most teams is standard for Exeter. That's well, unusual. yeah, for
3: most top four teams would be fairly standard. Exeter, based on the way they finished last season, which yeah. is incredibly unusual. Mm. Um, I, I think Exeter they, they are having a little blip by their standards. As you you've said in the past, Tim, when they had the terrible season a few years ago, when they it won the Premier, when they yeah. won the premiership, yeah, they, 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 are, will
2: bu- they will build. They are bloody good. I mean, I'm not telling you anything you don't know there, but they are. You know, seeing breaking in- news, breaking news. Exeter are good. <laughs> Just watching them in the flesh, the way they the way they went about their business after they had a man down, and the way they almost won the game. I mean, there was no crowd in the stadium, but every single person was on their feet. And you could hear all the coaches and all the backup players. And it was bloody tense. It was probably as tense as it was when Sale lost to Gloucester in that last kick from one of the Dupree boys. The one that's not a forward. Rob, Rob Dupree. Yeah, incredibly tense. I'm not... I, I've i seen enough of Exeter, even in this loss, to think that they are comfortably the best team in in England. I, I,
3: I think. I think they'll... They seem to be riding such a wave of emotion at the end of last year. With, for for lots of reasons, obviously going for the double, achieving the double. Guys who've been fundamental to their journey as well, like mm. Steenson and Dollars, re- yep. retiring. Dollars retiring and then coming back for the, for the last little bit um, and playing exceptionally well. It like wearing a thirteen jersey. Um well, I mean, Randranda. Um <laughs> oh yeah. What a matchup! <laughs> yeah. Um I think it will be I don't I think it'll be tough to re- replicate that physically and emotionally that the way that they finished last last season but uh, they're well set up. Um Bristol are well set up as well. Yeah. For, well, some beating Bristol finish.
2: and Exeter. Then they've let themselves down against against some Bath of the and, Yeah. You know, so. so on this
1: any complaints about the Yndall red
2: card? Yeah, loads. Mm. Um so yes, it's a red card. Let's get that out, get out of the way. Um, the referee was Mr. Dixon, and I think he was at least at least as culpable for this red card as Yendel was. So I, I I think I know where you're going here, and I agree. Yeah, uh, Langdon is a threat to that ball. Okay, Langdon is on his ass, literally sat sat down, and he is a threat to that ball. That is an extra penalty all day long. So if we're going to talk about the player coming off his feet or being illegal, and therefore that leads to a red card. We have to talk about the person who is sat on his ass messing about with the ball, and if Carl Dixon blows it up as a penalty as he should in the time frame that he should, I mean it's okay. It's different. There are there are reasons why you wouldn't do that, um, which I'll explain in a second. But that is literally a time when that should be blown up and that's an extra penalty and if you are if you are illegal i'm not entirely sure you should have the full weight of the law protecting you because if you're illegal and you transgress you don't so why would you like a burglar getting shot it's by almost a like a
1: homeowner yeah i mean how which is
3: still illegal in the uk yeah but it is no oh. no no, no there, was, there was
2: that farmer there was didn't, that farmer that got off what was his I thought, name i thought i thought he didn't no, go I don't down think he did. Begins with a B. What was his name? What was his name? I yeah, can't remember his I can't name, but I, th- I
3: thought he served some time. Oh, oh yeah.
2: no, no. There was the guy that stabbed the Traveller fella, um, and he got off, and then but the, that the, was a bad move. But the point... Was it, the was point, it Barry? So,
1: Barry someone? No. Is the point, the point anyway. around, like, <laughs> it doesn't really matter, we're talking about rugby. Yeah. For
3: example, illegal contracts are unenforceable by law. That that is a yeah that is a true statement. If there's a contract, if me and JB have a contract for um, me to buy millions of pounds worth of cocaine from him, mm-hmm. and he and he <laughs> reneges on that deal, I cannot take him to court.
2: Yeah, that would be bad. That would be bad.
3: Yes, I'll have to send the boys round. Yeah. So
1: yeah, I I just don't know. Like, Sorry, it, you you did promise Mr. Escobar seventeen hippos.
2: <laughs> 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 so I don't know where I stand with them. Um, the Lang- Langdon was definitely illegal, he definitely needed, needed to be penalized I'm not sure equally
1: you- like the other element of that is, yes, I totally agree with you that that Langdon was all all over the ball, and we've talked about it before if if you make the focus less on um, change the behavior of players um and more on get the get the Jackler upright and legal yeah, consistently then, legal consistently legal you you eradicate a yeah. lot a lot of this stuff um. The other element is, I thought Jack Yender was really hard done by with the decision that he hadn't made any attempt to rap.
2: I thought he did totally rap with his left I arm. I think they make it up. I think the rap. Yeah, he stuff did. Is, he so definitely
3: tried to rap,
1: and he, he sort of, kind of got under the armpit. Yeah, of yeah I'd, I'd Langdon.
3: I think I think the, the Dixon point is the right one. Like, if if you if you blow up before that point when um, Langdon is illegal in the first place, then it never gets to that yeah. stage. The,
2: just to be. Um, just to give Dix, uh, Mr. Dixon his due, um, you know what if his intention was—I I can't remember exactly what I was seeing at the time—but what if his intention was
3: fastball for extra advantage? Exeter,
2: yeah, extra got a six-man overlap or something. Yeah, you know, yeah. in which case, do you want Yendel taking the law into his own hands? Probably yeah, not. Totally. Yeah, so there are there are other ways to look at it. So,
1: so I agree with you. Langdon should have done that. I did feel there was the mitigation which he said he hasn't even attempted to rap, therefore there is no mitigation. So I felt a bit sorry on, on both points of view there. Langdon's um, ace though, isn't he? Can we just yeah, yeah.
2: That? He's, he's very good. Yeah. He's really good. Yeah, as yeah. is uh, Lou dioga who, who knew Cup yeah. winning locks were good? Um, um, Bevan Rod. Bevan Rod's ace.
3: Bevan. He's So he's 20, right? Yeah. He does not look like a 20-year-old man.
1: Is he, he like a, a 20-year-old, like, oh, he's a Fijian 20?
3: No. Um, He's he, like, like a mining 20, maybe. He hasn't, like gone, he been, he
1: hasn't gone to get a, a, a new passport.
2: No, not yet. He, he offloads like an absolute dream, too. Mm-hmm. Like the guy's got all-around skills. Sale, in terms of uh, a duo of loose heads that they've developed themselves, have got probably the best in the league.
3: Yeah, um, Rodden Harrison. Yeah, Rodden Har- Har- Harrison
2: Har- off the bench is ace.
3: Harrison's been quality for years. Mm. So,
2: yeah, good things going on at the AJ Bell. I'm very fortunate to be able to go there. Here's a
3: question for you. Maybe, maybe I'm missing something, but how how does this uh, analogy stack up? Um, Stuart Lancaster is to Eddie Jones what Steve Diamond is to Alex Sanderson.
2: Okay, so who is the... So Diamond like Jones, maybe? No, no,
3: so I'm comparing the relationship so between I, the so, two.
2: So, in, so to, to pick up on what I
1: think Phil's getting at, one of the things you don't accept, but which I very much do looking back think stuart lancaster cleaned house ushered in a a new a new bunch of players and then eddie jones came along and in his first year switched them on in a slightly new mate tweaked what stuart lancaster had made wholesale changes with and then got all the benefit of it and maybe in the same way steve diamond has cleaned house changed a lot Assembled something, and Alexander's coming in, and he's just tinkering. Yeah, no, to yeah.
3: to put it in the um, to to put a slight bit more to that, I think that Lancaster created both the player base and also the culture, but reached the limits of his uh, ability as a DOR, so couldn't get the success, even though he put mm. the foundations in place. I actually think that's probably similar with Dimes. He put in the mm. the, the hard nosed culture and assembled it. A bloody good squad But he never Dimes, Despite having that squad For two or three years Never got top four
2: Yeah so there's um, A few things on that So first of all with Steve Diamond um, He wasn't just a coach So No true Everything else he had to do I mean he, he took on One hell of a lot of responsibility And I don't know Exactly I, he, he didn't have that responsibility Foisted upon him Did he? Not exactly. He but, he, you know, he, 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 he sort gra- it out. He, he grabbed those <laughs> reins of various different... Yeah, and I think Samson gets a lot more support from yeah. people around the club, as it should be. Different characters uh, require different things. Um, I think your point stacks up, but I also think it's equal if you did it the other way around too. So I think if Samson had built up this team, and then Steve Diamond had taken over, you'd see broadly the same effect because they have a different approach. And I think it's that difference. When someone brings their knowledge, which is new to you and it's unique, then all of a sudden that all feels new and exciting. And I think because Sanderson's new and exciting, all the players have gone, this is absolutely fantastic. But I think it's a little bit like, I don't think Sanderson could do what Diamond did.
1: No, no not at it, the bottom. Not at the bottom no, of the league. Definitely. No, no, not.
2: No, no, and that's yeah, what I'm saying. And that's a different. Yeah. And
1: and spotting value in players and yeah. spotting value undervalued players and uh, and bringing them in or finding yeah. gu- finding guys in some over. Mo- yeah. yeah, some guys are good. Yeah. at
2: some guys are rally drivers. Some guys are F1 drivers. Exactly.
1: And in in an F1 sort of vernacular, there are some running backs who are like third down punch it into the end zone. Uh, yeah. running backs and. Probably Alex Anderson could end I up mean, being like
2: that. The one thing that does worry me about things that any coach says—not just just any coach, right—is when they start talking about the intangibles. Because all my alarms just you know, go, go wild then. <laughs> Your I'm, spidey senses are tingling. Yeah, yeah. Whoa, whoa. What's this? We're writing on we're writing on shirts now. Okay. <laughs> because a lot, you know, especially when you're from a Saracens background, you might have been doing all this tinkering. I mean, you could be, you know, for what I know, they were building. Um, you know, voodoo dolls of 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 the opposition or they could have been doing all sorts and then linking that, link, you know, correlating that to their success, you know, and there was a little bit more success and just good culture, wasn't there? Let's be completely honest. So when they say, yeah, oh, we're going to be all good people and there's going to be intangibles and you won't be able to measure what we're doing. Like, uh-uh,
3: no, 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 no. no. <laughs> Pounds and pence, we can measure what you're doing.
2: Yeah, yeah, we we, we can't be having this. We can, have, we can have some of it by all means, but that can't be your main your main thing. But look, I... Look, I'm not a, a world-class coach, so what do I know? It's all about Malbec Sundays, anyway. Oh, Malbec you know.
1: Sundays, 100%. Well, on um, Exeter as well, have you seen that Rob Baxter's haircut has now got um, its own Twitter account? Has it really? It is impressive. It's, it's at, a very at, impressive at, <laughs> Rob head Baxter's, of hair. Rob Baxter's lid is, uh, <laughs> is, is a Twitter account now.
3: Mm. It's an unbelievably impressive thick <laughs> head of hair. Luxurious. <laughs> it's,
1: it's luxurious. It is... Um, it's quite. You can imagine that haircut. That when I look at just Rob Baxter's haircut, I imagine um, a guy in the the eighties with about three buttons undone on his shirt, a gold chain, and a hairy chest. Or a geography
2: well, teacher. Well, I, <laughs> see,
1: I
3: imagine that that hair being on an actor who is playing like a senator in a in a, <laughs> a some some
2: American like. Uh, I don't know. An, an actor playing the role of Roger Goodell. Yeah. It, in like in a suit and a tie. A business... A, a big American businessman. Exactly. Do you, do you know what? He looks... His hair looks a little bit
1: like a dead cat.
2: Oh, mm. yeah. I've got to say, uh, uh, he is obviously doing some press as well. Like, just having that, that kind of guy at the head of your operation. I know we've spoken about it before, but when, you're, you know, when you've lost as many as, as they have recently it must be very reassuring to know that he does have the answers to get out of this.
3: Yeah. Because
2: this is the difference between him and people like Stuart Hooper. I am not convinced one one iota that Stuart Hooper has the answers to get out of it. Whereas I do know for a fact that if you just listen to what Rob Baxter says, you might not be successful, but you very well could be. Trust the system. He never, ever gets
1: carried away when they win. He'll always say, you know what, there's elements we still need need to work on. Uh, you never hear him after a win. It, it will say, yeah, I'm really pleased to get the win and I'm re- pleased we did this, but, you know, we've got to be better at this. Equally, when they lose, it's never yeah. catastrophized. It's always, do you know what? We're not that far off. Really yeah. I need
2: a couple of things we've got to tighten up on. And He, he lost to, what, the third-place team, are we now? Uh, are they now? And um... Playing
3: for 50 minutes or whatever it was with What with happened at the man? end?
1: Because Rob Baxter, unusually for him, actually did make reference to an incident in the game that he wasn't...
2: I don't know yeah, his be answer back. because if I'm not watching it on TV, it's so much harder to know what's going on. So, so, if, so I think you mentioned the last line out, basically where. Um, hmm. So
1: what, Ross Harrison closed the the gap. Exeter knocked it on as a consequence, and oh
3: yeah, and then, yeah. So. But you
2: know, Dan Dupree should have got rid of that ball a long, long time ago. So Dan Dupree turned it over, and they got turned over himself, which is an absolute yeah, that, nightmare.
3: That last line out because there was a few Exeter players complaining at that last line out. Um. I'm not sure what your take was cuz I I couldn't see it. I, I it wasn't immediately obvious I th- to me I but I'm no line-up specialist. I think
1: they might have had legitimate cause. Um I mean but again he's not saying this that cost us the result but yeah. It was very I mean Rob Baxter, I mean actually Eddie Jones and Owen Farrell did class, did you know it was like from the Rob Baxter school of um post-match interviews. Um but it was just quite Rob Baxter there was a tiny little tiny tiny little flicker of Actually, I'm going to say something I'm not happy about.
2: Yeah, Cordero, um, that try might be try try of the... Oh, his footwork is
1: outrageous. I don't
3: think he'll be try of the week. I think Nick David's was a better try. I've seen
2: this Nick David one.
3: Nick David try was very, very good.
2: Uh, Who is Nick David? Can someone tell me about who he he is? A young young young
1: academy product. I mean, I'll I'll put it this way. He did not get drafted in fantasy rugby draft in, in, in any of our rounds, and I picked him up on the waiver wire well well well
3: Disgusting. it's all about
2: you isn't it Nick David's success is all no, about no, you no 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 uh, he's he's <laughs> once again him and, him and AJ once again, McGinty and a young player it's all about you him and AJ
1: <laughs> McGinty are my, no 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 I didn't pick him up because I knew about him I picked him up because I went oh look who's this Nick David guy he's starting oh I might as well pick him
2: yeah I, t- I wish I got Tyron Green this week <laughs>
3: yeah, yeah Ty- Ty- Tyron Green's an interesting one because he's just not been playing I didn't, they didn't know who he is. He was he was very high up on... Quinn's winger, by the way, if you're not aware. Oh, yeah, well, yeah. But he came across as... So he, he played for the Lions in South Africa. Um, he was only a young lad, 22, 23. But he played as like a 10 or 15. Yeah. And he's like, from, from the fairly limited um, research I did pre-draft, because he was high up on the rankings... Um, he looks like, almost like a South African version of Damian McKenzie, was, would be the simplest way I could describe him. So a bit of a playmaker, but a, an outside back. And he, but he's hardly played. Every time he's been near the squad, keep an eye on him. And then he plays this weekend and scored. He finished those two tries superbly.
2: Well, on Miss, this, this is another awesome game. I mean, it really was an ace game. I think...
1: Many, cool, we're moving on to Newcastle-Quins. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah.
2: I think many things about this game. Firstly, I think, Quinn's kind of dropped the ball a bit here. But they needed to.
1: So, Well, it made a lot of changes. It was a whole, basically 13, I
0: think yeah. only
1: a couple of players remained from the week before. So they had, do I think who they had? They moved Joe well, Marchant onto the wing. Yeah, Smith was there, yeah, obviously. Yeah, Marchant
3: on the wing's an interesting one. Because he's not, they've been struggling to utilise him fully, I would say, this season. mm
2: yeah, I, yeah. I, well, I don't know. I mean, they've done all right. So this would have been their fourth win in a row. Oh, I'm not. So Quinns are doing well. Yeah. I just feel like they're they're
3: not getting the most out of Marchant. Marchant is class, Except and they're for not. The
2: game was he he went off against Sale. To be fair, he scored at least one length of the field try from the <laughs> uh, from Don Brandt's, uh menacing of the Sale line. But yeah, other than that, he's not stood out that yeah.
3: much. He, I, think, I think they've struggled to bring him
2: into games. Um, yeah, so the reason I think that this is a big deal for them is because they went up to Newcastle, and if they're serious about staying in the top four, they need other people to win other than their starting 15 during the international period. Yeah. So going up to Newcastle and putting all these backups in was really important that they came away f- with a victory. And they've still got a damn good team. They've still got yeah, more yep. in there, and then they've got Smith and a few others. The The thing which I did, and I do it every time that I watch Newcastle, is I completely underestimated them. I, I underestimated how well coached they are, um, th- their structure, their dedication, the whole lot. You get blinded by the fact that Marcus Smith is on one side and there's a bunch of other guys led by Brett Cannon on the other. <laughs> and they were really, really good, uh, at Newcastle. They, they, you know, they at no point until the very end... Did they? Did they look, look like losing? In fact, to me, the only reason Quinn's got back in this game is because Newcastle took took the foot off the gas. That's the only reason.
3: Uh, well, yeah, and a, and a couple of magnificent tries by Tyrone Green.
2: Yes, those tries were not well manufactured team tries. They were no, just no, incredible indiv- tries, individual brilliance. Yeah, and that sort of in- drags them back into the game. But other than that, like Newcastle were ut- utterly dominant. Newcastle had a nice
3: team. They got yeah. they've got a uh I I, dis- I think I described it as the precise opposite of the London Irish pack. Yes. Like it's it's no it's no names but they're really well drilled.
2: Team of drilled. the year
3: 2023. <laughs> future team of the year. Yeah, yeah. Just not big players, not big stars, but great performers, really well drilled. Mm. Yeah, I, I I like Newcastle.
2: Yeah, I, I like the scrum off. I don't know who, who he is. He seems quite big for scrum off.
3: Schroeder Schroeder. Is
2: he South African or something?
3: I don't know.
1: No, I don't know. But they um, they, are, are punching well above their weight in terms of what they're spending, I imagine. I'm only guessing from their squad. Yeah, you don't see
3: many. I would suspect so,
2: yeah. There's not any big names there. No, they're uh, doing a great job with, with what they I have. Mean,
3: arguably their biggest name is Big Luth, who they got for, for a bargain from Warrington.
2: Yeah, uh, he's got a very interesting story to tell uh, regarding Warrington from what, from what I understand.
3: Mm, sounds um, like a rugby dungeon
2: Well, I don't know But, but as, I, as I understand his situation um, The lads at Warrington Or the lads of rugby league in general Just didn't really care too much For basically, well, anything They, have to say having to put this diplomatically They weren't respectful of his past achievements <laughs> Which is incredibly rugby league um, he, he lives not a million miles away from us Does he still live on here?
3: He, well, surely not. I kind of, I think he, he commutes, uh, not not every day. I think he's got somewhere up in like a flat up in Newcastle. I'm judging this based on his Instagram account, not from any conversations with oh, him. Oh,
2: right. Why? Where, where, where do you reckon he is? He's based in Hale. Is he Golden he's, Triangle, no, uh, no less?
3: Certainly. Prior to uh, lockdown three, he was certainly frequently out having sushi and or uh, takeaway coffees from Yeah. He manages his calories Yeah
2: Yeah yeah. so um, Newcastle uh, Oh uh, yeah There was obviously A very controversial decision Did you see that? Uh, mm, no right, No
3: so, so Schrader is South African By the way Yeah he Although
2: he spent a year In Toulon Did he really?
3: Yeah Anyway Go on Controversial so, decision
2: Controversial decision is um, Penalty to To Harlequins Yeah I can't remember what the hell The penalty was for but before the penalty was given, yeah. So the penalty for, for Quins, Marcus Smith is getting ready to put it through the posts, and he's on the halfway line. So it's a long range kick. But if he gets it, they're drawing, and then Quins effectively win the game because they should be able to close it off. And they go back. They review the play, and the and the instant immediate the incident immediately before the penalty was given, Marcus Smith. Uh, sorry, uh, Simon Carrod.
3: Oh, he, he gets a yellow card, he doesn't yellow, he?
2: Yeah, it's a, it's a high tackle. And it, to me, it's just... I'm not entirely sure it, it was a high tackle. Um, anyway, I... the penalty's reversed. Newcastle are from exactly the same spot. So, theoretically, if Marcus Smith can kick it from halfway, the next guy can kick it from halfway. Anyway, they go to the corner, Correct. they play a bit, and then they win another penalty, which is why mm-hmm. they won by three points. Otherwise, this was, this was Quinn's game. They, they should have had it. To come back into it,
3: Newcastle's game from the start from the way that they started. Mm. You just reminded me of that with the um, the, the referee in the TMO asking to look at the Tom Curry hit on... Uh, I can't remember who it was.
1: So you carried the ball in. Right, it was uh, Halaholo.
3: Halaholo. Yeah. Which just seemed ludicrous. The TMO says, you need to look at this. The referee says... I don't think there's anything in it. The TMO agrees. Oh. Why, I hate did, you, that. why did you make me look at it then? Why have uh, we just waited? It happened with um, Farrell on um, the Italian scrum half on Varney.
2: Yeah, so who was the who was the guy who did that? It was the Welsh ref. Whitehead. Whitehead and Wayne Barnes. And he goes, You need to look at this, Barnesy. Yeah, I don't think there's anything there. Do you agree? Yeah, I agree, Barnesy. <laughs> well which was <laughs> it? <laughs> which was it? Yeah.
3: <laughs> I hate that. Yeah. Don't don't Call me. Don't don't waste my time yeah, exactly. unless you've got someone's head being taken off.
2: Uh, anyone see Lund, Lund, the London Irish game?
1: I saw bits and bobs of this. Of
2: course you're a massive fan. I, do you know what? I'm almost at the point.
1: I'm almost at the point of putting my colours on the mast. I know I've I've always had a soft spot. For one thing, I, I lived growing up I lived uh, for quite a few years in Newbury. huh. Which is Ben Ryan territory. Twenty miles away from Reading which is where London Irish had their home ground so mm. they were they were the nearest we used to go in truth we used to go west to bath when we wanted to watch yeah
3: yeah games. Right, mm. rightly so i mean if you have yeah. got a choice between the redding Reading or bath
1: i mean what
2: was it 20 miles to the medeski 40, 45 miles 50 miles to bath yeah if you gave me a choice 20 miles driving to medeski <laughs> or 40 miles walking to bath <laughs> <laughs> um but, so i've always
1: so there's that that they were the local club my brother played for him for a few years and played his best rugby he, he well, did well, like player of the year I, you, player of the year for them I would
2: say arguably he played rugby for sale
1: he was great for he sale he was very good for sale mm, he was uh, but he, he had his he had his best years at London Irish and, and uh, like you know Blair Cowan's the um, godfather of his kid and stuff so he's got a lot of ties with uh, and he's, he, still, uh, he still has he still has coffee with the boys with all the London Irish lot, so I'm you know it's very, very, so yeah I'm almost and now they've got that new ground and they're right back in their heartland. And you look at their and squad yeah. and they're keeping all their young players and they're exciting. And they've got the 2013 pack of the year.
2: Yes. Exactly. I'm, I'm you, almost you, at the point of saying... And your big mate are Paddy Jackson. Yeah. Same sense of humour.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm almost at the point of saying they are my team.
2: Yeah, there you go. So how did, how did you boys go? Outstanding. Hell of a win. Hell of a win. Who do they have again? Who are they playing? Wasps. Oh, wasps away.
1: Yeah. At the Rico...
3: It's, yeah, a, yeah. It's, a, it's a big win for Irish. Yeah. It's a bad loss for Wasps.
2: Wasps just... The thinness of their squad is starting to show, in my opinion.
1: Well, yeah, it did with, with Di Young. I, I've, I've said it so many times when, when Lee Blackett was having the success. I said, yes, he's done a great job. No getting away from it. Equally, he's now got, which Di da, which Young didn't have, Jack Willis, Dan Robson, um, Jimmy Launch Launchbury was La- back. Launchbury and, and, and Shields
3: the, came back Th- after some injuries. Thomas
1: Young. And so he had a bunch of these players. And Lee Blackett is playing without them at the moment. And, yeah, you're right. The thinness of the squad really shows up. It's uh, you, you you take those guys out. And I, I think, actually, look, look even bigger than that, I think probably the, the player England are missing most. Al- cut, Alfie
3: up, Barbary. Alfie Barbary, obviously. Of yeah. course.
1: <laughs> and Joe Launchbury. I, I think... If England had Joe Launchby in the team, he's the kind of calm head, hitting
2: ruck, winning clean ball, Do sorting, you know, I sorting think stuff England out. England would quite like. And I know it's a massive shout, as in ridiculous shout. But, Doggers.
3: Eh? Uh, a Dogger?
2: No, um, Dave Atwood. Atwood. <laughs> Dave Atwood is smashing into rucks, I've in sense. would be bloody old. I mean, he's 34 now, so maybe not. Maybe he might be older than that. Yeah, I hear you. But, like, you know, that's the kind of dominator that. You want, or Someone like Carl Ferns. I mean, that would be that would be ideal. Yeah, I like that uh, Atwood
3: is representing. He's, he's now providing legal representation for the Bristol players in, is, yeah. in their disciplinary hearings.
2: Trainee barrister. Yeah. Mm. Uh, just so, so,
1: oh yeah, go on. on so like, like I was going to say you're absolutely on the money with Wasps. You, you take half a dozen key players out of that team, and it's a totally different Wasps side. Yeah. So <laughs> and this isn't this isn't Lee Blackett's doing a bad job, and and I I, I would go back and say. This is why
2: Di Young ended up leaving. Well, and also, last season, Wasps' ability to play the same brand of rugby more consistently throughout the squad suited them far more than suited everyone else when you're playing two two games a week. Because their B team could outperform other B teams because I don't think there's a massive difference between the top and the bottom of their squad. Not certainly compared to say London Irish, because if you raised the start of London Irish with all the backups it's yeah. not a great look. No, you're right. So Wasps are in the situation now where, yes, their squad is thinner and they're playing a thinner squad, but everyone else is much, much stronger. I, I don't know the numbers, but my guess would be, after Newcastle, Wasps
1: are spending the least in the league. I well, would be them, them, them and Worcester, actually. So yeah. New, Newcastle, Worcester. I would be surprised if it's yeah, Worcester, Newcastle excluding hoo yeah,
3: yeah. And Milani,
1: Nana. So in fact, it probably is Newcastle and Worcester at the bottom, and then I
2: think it would be Wasps. Yeah, you're probably right. So I'm just looking at the table now. If only we
3: knew. If only we had this kind of data available to mm. us.
2: Mm, indeed. Um, yeah, I mean, if they'd won that, they're back up to the well, the back, you know, the back in the half, the top half half of the table. Tough one. It is a tough one. Uh,
1: but London Irish again. We talked about it before. Real robust pack, and guys like Austin Creevy are just ace, just hard as you like. And uh, and they're getting some time out of Sean O'Brien. They
3: are. He's he's playing well. He
2: played really well last week. I don't know.
3: He came off off the bench in the period last week when London Irish uh, were in the ascendancy. Mm. He he did play well.
2: He set Uh, uh, set up one of the tries.
1: He did. And and in in this game, he uh, managed to hold up uh, a try scoring opportunity. He he has got very important moments, which
3: class players do. I mean, Sean O'Brien, three and a half years ago, which might not seem that long ago, but... In some respects, is a lifetime ago. three and a half years ago, he's the starting open-side flanker for the Lions, <laughs> including being <laughs> yeah, he gave point. he gave the assist for the unbelievable Liam Williams try. Yeah, it wasn't Liam Williams who scored no, it. Was no. it. Was it was it JD two scored it? it no, daily, Daily breaks down the left. So, no, oh no, he did he actually score it? No,
2: Williams goes sideways.
3: Williams goes sideways. Gives it, it
2: daily. Daily strolls down the wing. Offloads to O'Brien. What happens next is beyond me.
3: Does O'Brien not actually score it? Did he? O- o- did Daly offload to JD two, and O'Brien finishes it
2: off? Yeah, maybe.
3: Anyway, anyway, but Someone yeah, it's very good. I guess my point is, in in not the not too distant past, he was the best in the world. He uh, was arguably the best open side flanker in uh, the world. And
1: bizarrely, a year ago, when we heard what his reported salary was, we were saying London Irish are absolutely bonkers. What are well, they really bonkers.
3: It, it was it was all contingent because he had a few bad years of injuries. If you get him playing, it kind of makes sense. If he plays four games a season for you, which is probably not a million miles away from what he did last year, it is bonkers. It is crazy.
2: Yeah. They need to, yeah, Interesting. Right. Uh, did anyone see the Gloucester game?
3: Uh, I've seen the Nick David try.
1: I haven't obviously. I, I saw the Nick David try. I saw um, Billy 36 miss three into touch. And, and score a, a yeah. crash over try. I know he did score a crash over try. Undersline, he's in my fantasy team. I, I was aware of that.
2: Gloucester won this with four yellow, three yellow cards. Yeah. Yeah. Good
1: God, massively important win. They, I thought Worcester looked. I thought Worcester were going to do them for about fifty, sixty minutes, but Gloucester dug themselves out. they second- only their second win, and they really, really needed that one. Yeah. At home to Worcester.
3: I mean, they don't because it's relegation. But in oh, a, yeah, in a normal year, they yeah. really needed it. And, yeah. and
1: That's Skivington, a great shout.
3: Skivington did need it
1: as well. Yeah, Skivington did need it, and his players needed it. But yeah, God, just think about that for a second. Imagine how massive a game this would have been.
3: Yeah, this, this would have been the two favourites for relegation, battling with a comeback victory for Glosser, cause 20, was...
1: 20, well 20 miles apart geographically, or whatever it is, both battling for relegation... Uh,
3: Worcester were fourteen five up away from home at one point. Yeah. Uh and for Gloucester to come back, that's a good win. But it's it's all about the Nick David try.
2: And only three yellow cards. Um and no red cards. It tells me that referees who took head injuries very seriously last week have now not stopped stopped taking uh, head injuries <laughs> seriously. Yeah, they they want people They want people. I mean, that's the only conclusion I, I, can, can, I can... can cast, yeah. I, ...that I can come to. Yeah. Now, I want to talk about something else. Um, sound gentle on to head injuries. I was listening to another podcast the, 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 the other week. You listen to other podcasts? You, ch- you cheat on... I know. Well, I only was it pilot episodes? It wasn't pilot episodes. Was it last it should, week in bre- Brexit? It was not last, last week in Brexit. Or Ropey Dungeon. Um, is there any others... I do. No, well, there's not. I, I need
1: a fresh podcast. I'm kind of, I'm, I'm churning a little bit. You got any recommendations? Uh,
2: let's have a look. Let's have a look. What's on my podcast list? Econ Talk. You, you to that? Well, I'll give it a go.
3: Econ Talk is class. Is I'm, I'm point you in the direction of a couple of good episodes. There's,
1: there's some like again, not not going too far down this. There's some that I don't know. I don't know whether it's I'm changing or they're changing. But like Sam, Harris, <laughs> Sam Harris, for example. I'm finding him hit and miss.
2: I'm finding a lot of them boring. I, 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 like, yeah. I still quite
3: like Sam Harris. I, feel, I, feel I quite like, like all
2: his, the naughtiness of what they used to do. A bit passe now.
3: I quite liked his second call with uh, Ricky Gervais I've recently. Not, that's the
1: latest one, isn't it? I've not listened to that. Blocked and reported, which JP put me on I Bloody. I love. love I and love. I love the two of them. They're really funny. Katie Herzog
2: might be the funniest person on all of podcasts. Yeah, she's great. Um, yeah. So anyway, the other podcast I want to refer to refer you to is it's a small podcast. Uh, pretty niche it's certainly not, not the scale of hours but Jim and Goody do one um, do they? yeah yeah called Ruby Pod oh it's nice oh, yeah, it gives, yeah, them yeah. Some, yeah. gives them something Blast to them. do them. They, bless them bless uh, them apparently it does really well all their friends listen to everything um, but they had Wayne Barnes on and he was talking about head injuries uh, and one of the things which really annoyed me I just kind of wanted to see if I'm completely off kilter with this but is this idea that all the laws are player led when, And then, in order to kind of bring you on board, so if you dare question the laws... Like Jack Knoll. yeah, Oh, like Jack Noll did, yes, quite. So if you dare question the laws, people come at you from you know left, right and centre. And Wim Barnes did this thing which really annoyed me. She's like, well, it's not me saying this, and then he lists all of the players that have, you know, have been involved with these steering committees, hence it's player-led. But is this not like... I'm trying to think like you know, your captor who you marry. Isn't that like, you know, isn't that like being, you know, that wedding being bride led? Like it's, it's compelled. Like they've only got players in who are going to, they're not going to have players in there that disagree with their point of view. Yeah, this, there's stuff I could say right now
1: about a, a different, nothing to do with rugby, but I could, I could I, we'll, we'll have a chat off air yeah. about, but
0: yeah, <laughs> One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes.
1: Nice dress. Uh, it's a, it's a t-shirt.
0: J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it, it might attract a certain character. Like Jack Knoll's probably not going to volunteer for that. And actually, what what I really hate about that, and you know, Twitter abuse has been a has been a theme uh, in the last couple of days. Um, Jack Knoll gives an opinion. Yep. And all all I did was I replied to Jack Knoll and just said, regardless of the decision, and he was talking about the the red card in the Exeter uh, Sale extra game. Said regardless of the decision, Jack. Fair play for speaking your mind because it's a thankless task for players at the minute. It is, and he's a guy that is—he's a British and Irish lion. He's mm-hmm. an England international. He's a European Cup and Premiership winner. I think he—I think he—his opinion is valid. It even, matters he, what he <clears throat> thinks matters. What he thinks matters, and his opinion is absolutely valid, even if you might disagree. the, the disdain that some people treat an opinion of a European. Cup winner, Premier League winner, British and Irish Reckless. Line, in an international. Bad take. Oh you're yeah, I know. Like it, <laughs> it it is these people that treat Jack Noel like that are exactly the same people that when someone says Oh I I I'm not totally on board with with some of these uh, Covid regulations. What, you
2: want grannies to die? Yeah, it's a it's a interesting Venn diagram. Uh, yeah, so I just didn't like I'm not saying Wayne Barnes is wrong, and I'm not even saying that he yeah, well, yeah, I disagree with him. Yeah,
3: Wayne Barnes is, is stating fact there. Yeah, he's isn't saying, he? look, uh,
2: it, you know, they, these is a really good interview actually. Um, he's just saying, um, but it's the appeal to authority. Oh, you're not disagreeing with me. You're disagreeing with all these coaches. Well, they think that too. Like, no, no, no. they might be consulted, but you had the destination that you wanted to arrive at, and then you just filled in the blanks with people that were willing to say so. Is would be my guess. In fact, I even hate the idea that. We need to appeal to science in order to solve these issues, which sounds like a really weird thing to say. But science has very little little, uh, to contribute to things like, you know, why do we play sport? Or why do you pick the partner that you marry? Or why do you do any of these things? There's not really much that science has to say about that. So trying to run the game scientifically, it doesn't work. And what you end up doing is you just end up mouthing platitudes, which don't actually mean anything. And I'll give you another example. Players' uh, welfare, mental health in clubs is obviously a big deal. It's obviously a big deal. But when you start going down the route of, well, where's the evidence? Where's the proof? Where's you know What are the systems and processes? Most clubs just give them a bloody iPad in the morning and they've got to tick the right box. Do you feel good or not? Yes, I feel good. It kind of gets rid of... It stops the thing which you're trying to Im- improve getting better and just replaces it with an impersonal system. And that's what the problem I have with uh, the whole head injury, appealing to science and and, and whatnot. It doesn't uh, it doesn't relate to the game itself.
3: I think I think there's been some really good work done to, and I don't think we're fully there yet. But I think there's been good work done to identify some of the issues, and I, I think there's a long way to go until we fully understand. Well, what, we might never understand it. We you, you're right. We might never, but we we've got to we we must endeavor to understand it as best we can to then make the game, and I, I will not say as safe as we can, because the safest game is no game. Yeah. That, that's, that's not... There is what, no reason yeah, to that, play that's, rugby. That's, there's not, no scientific reason to play it. There's not... Well, there is, because you could... I, 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 I'd argue you could show endorphins released over a game of rugby, uh, physical improvement, improvement on your cardiovascular vac- fitness, X, Y, Z. You combine all of those... And um, throw in the networking side of it as well. There, you could make a scientific argument to play rugby,
1: channeling anger, frustration. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So the, the endorphins released I from this... hit
3: being hit and hitting other men or women. Um, men or women? I, I, I think uh, not. It's men hitting men and women hitting women. <laughs> <laughs> just, just to be clear. Um, <laughs> um, I think that you could make a scientific argument for that, and I, I think there's, I think World Ruby have done some really good work on raising the awareness of concussion and the understanding of concussion. Like the, the, there's like, if you watch, that. like when yeah. we watched over the summer, we watched back games from even ten years ago, and ten years ago it was ultra professional. A, a great example: the Lions. I can't remember which test it was, Test Two or Test Three in oh, two thousand and nine. Yeah. Yes, when Danny Russo and Brian O'Driscoll. Oh, yeah. Have an almighty smash, and both of them, both of them are concussed. Both, like.
2: Daniel, so some beast.
3: Yeah, it was an unbelievable, it was unorthodox, probably illegal contact, but it was just like part of the. Like I guess it is part of the game. It's a Ruby incident. Yeah. No, not, no one necessarily needs to get a red card, but just the, the awareness and. It happened in, in 2000. and. Thirteen, when I think both Hibbard and George North suffered concussions and weren't taken off
2: what I'm not saying is that we don't use science to improve the healthcare I'm saying we don't have the game led by science and it's rules led by science because frankly a lot of games and a lot of activities particularly that men do um Involve hitting each other in the head, and what, or incredibly
3: risky, not, and, yeah. and it's a it's to some people would appear yeah. uh, an unbalanced risk.
1: Yeah, and not not wanting to disappear down a, definitely not wanting to disappear down any sort of COVID rabbit hole. But it's a little bit <laughs> like the <laughs> what, what do you expect a scientist whose job is yeah. to to get rid of a virus to say yes they might say things, but they're not they're, their job is not to consider social, uh, economic, yeah, um, yeah, psychological issues. They're just Looking at that, and someone, and that—that's why they might advise, but you you take their view,
2: but then you have someone more holistically exactly pie- right. piecing that into the jigsaw exactly right, and that's why I don't like the the science. I mean, Owen Slot mentioned it in the Times about limiting training, which is the same sort of thing because the science suggests it. Well, if you do it via science, what well, you'll end up with loads of head coaches saying, "Yeah, we take it really seriously." Yeah, yeah, yeah. This, I mean, if you ask a coach now about, um you know. Uh, head injuries or, or anything like that. I say, yeah, play welfare is the absolute top of our priority list. No, it's not. It's not your top no, priority No, it's not. List. Actually, Did you play rugby? Yeah, and actually, co- coaches, it, it's like
1: anything. When there is an incentive, as in, oh, I get, I found a, a balance, the right amount of preparation, physical preparation, but with the minimum amount of cost in terms of injury and missing my very, very valuable assets. That's why it.
2: Exactly. That's why it improves, and that's make really it, what they care about. Make it into a if you make it into a competitive advantage, they'll they'll comply. If you make it into just a pure cost; they'll go, they will comply, but they'll comply by box ticking. Uh, we, uh, hence, you're saying they'll go,
1: they go hit the green smiley button or the red sad button yeah. for are you happy or sad? Not, yeah, so, so like, not not I'm going to actually if, if I have great man management and I have like Saracens did. I'm going to take you in a plane, drop you in the middle of nowhere, and then you can get on the piss for a
2: weekend, and you'll come back like yeah, like be, brothers. Um, You've been absolute asshole to your entire squad. I was like the main man, but they've all ticked the I'm great in the morning box on their iPad and say, "Well, look, we 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 you know, we take their welfare incredibly seriously. No, no, you take your questionnaire seriously. You know, someone who took it seriously would be nicer to, to everyone. That's kind of what I'm saying. If that makes any sense whatsoever,
1: it does. It does make sense. Well, and I would I would say. As as I tend to say, the the answer to anything is what would Rob Baxter do? Perfect. There you go. And what would Rob Baxter do? He would
3: get them all ticking the boxes.
2: Yeah, you get them all ticking. ticking the boxes tick all... the box and, and then get them, and then them... flogging them. Yeah, yeah no. get them
3: smashing smashing each other over the head. <laughs> I, I, with I two I by fours.
2: I make. By the way, I make Disney <laughs> talk H sign sign you know welfare statements all, I, all <laughs> the time. All the time. <laughs> yes, we really like it here. We love it here. This is great. <laughs> Has
1: NFL gone a little bit that way? Like, aren't there certain the limits on number of reps they do? And uh... Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. That's exactly what they've done. They've said, you know, there's only a certain amount of live training that they can do. So there's a certain amount of anything that they can do. But, you know, it would solve it if they just halved the, like, the squad size. I best bet they do no training then. I mean, all, you know, already you can't touch a quarterback. He wears a red. He wears a red shirt. You're literally uh, and it, just
1: not allowed to touch him in a game. You can't touch him either. I may so, so
2: if you're a, if you're a defending
1: player in the NFL now, uh, if you're a, a an offe- a def- defensive lineman and you're or a whatever a a, a, a a defensive end and your job is to try and get to the quarterback, if you hit him, you have to not fall on
2: him. No, no, you're not able to touch him. So I'll tell you a quick story. Right? When I was uh, in my very brief stint training with Manchester Titans, the American football team. Um, I no was... I, I
1: don't mean in training I mean even in a match Oh, is that... so in a match the law, the law in American football now is you can you, sack him if right if you get to the quarterback you can sack him but if you hit him you have to hit him in a way that your body weight doesn't land on him oh really and, and if, you, if you get if you do all the amazing job evade your defender get on the outside manage to get to the quarterback grab him if you then fall on him you're penalised
2: 15 yards wow so when I in my, in my you, little... you have to hit and hit, then, a, hit and and, roll and roll <laughs> get out of the way. So in my limited time, very limited time, um participating for Manchester Titans, the local American mm. football team here. I played on the defensive line and linebacker and we were scrimmaging against the offense. So and um, yeah, it was relatively easy to get to the quarterback first time round. So I got to the quarterback and um I didn't tackle him but I grabbed hold of him. And this guy, who I wasn't aware of, was the offen- you know, offensive coordinator. Can you imagine the sort of person that wants to be the offensive coordinator for a UK based. <laughs> he's exactly the guy. UK that-
3: based franchise.
2: Yeah. But he's telling me off in a semi American accent. So he's shouting at me in a semi American accent using uh, Americanized swear words. It was. It, was he, it was bizarre. Is he. Is he English? Yeah, yeah, but he's
3: English. So is, is it kind of like Joey Barton or. Um- uh, Steve McLaren. I, it, or uh, or Jaden, Jaden Sancho. San- Did you Sancho see him this week? Last week, no.
1: yeah. So uh, this young English guy from like, with a real thick sort of uh, London accent, like sounds like a youngster from from London, and uh, but he was he played for Bayern uh, uh, but, yeah. Plays for yeah, played for sure, Dortmund, really talented, yeah. really talented player, and uh, but he was you know. I think how you say uh, <laughs> tired uh, after
2: the game today. There, there was a, there was a difference in reality. There was my reality, which is I'm being told off by. A five foot a five foot seven guy who plays fantasy football. And there was his reality and he thought he was being uh Bill Belichick at his most <laughs> at his most cutting. And uh it is interesting to see where those might actually overlap because uh, I don't think there was much of Bill Belichick. So you couldn't you couldn't even touch the court? No, you're not even allowed to touch him. You're not even, I was like, Well, this guy, you just dragged him off the cricket pitch. So that's valuable. Mm. Uh, anyway, that's uh, that so that's the London Irish game done. Oh sorry, that's the Gloucester game done. Yeah. Yeah. Uh We've only we got oh we've got Bristol. Yeah, saw who, this one. Who had a fairly routine, but it wasn't that routine? To be fair, so twenty minutes in, I think they were still nil nil. Um, Leicester had some interesting things go, go, go going on, and then Bristol just scored basically what I seem to remember was like length of the try. The their their winger who they I think they picked him up from the army. Uh, uh, no, from rugby league, Mangolo or
1: or now Lango now Lango. Yeah, was it Hull? He played he was like, playing, whole Kingston yeah. Rovers or something
3: like was that. Was he was he also Army? I, I think, think he I might think, have been British be Army. Two,
2: yeah. yeah, he's he's good. Yeah, he's really good. They played Leua like, at twelve. Layua?
3: Like, yeah, Leua like, played yeah. twelve.
2: He looked awesome at twelve. Piers Francis, uh Piers Francis, Piers O'Connor. Uh, I I'm not entirely sure exactly what the malfunction is with Piers O'Connor. Nobody wants him. Nobody wants this guy.
3: No international team?
2: He's unbelievably good. Like, I don't think this is a flash in the pan anymore. I don't think this is like... No, he's he's legit. No, legitimately great player.
3: Yeah. He's he's class. He's got lovely hands. He's got a turn of pace. He's a bloody solid defender. And will run through brick walls.
1: And, if you wanted players in an international squad that could cover four, five positions...
3: Yeah, which is very useful in, say, a World Cup scenario. Mm.
2: Mm. I, I think he's brilliant. I honestly think he's brilliant. And... It is he Welsh qualified? He must. He must have to uh, be
1: Welsh definitely qualified. Irish and English
2: and Australian.
1: Yeah, Australian.
2: So you've got New Zealand, Australian, English, and Irish. Those are the things. Those are the ones that I definitely know of.
3: Yeah, his Wikipedia does say Australia, New Zealand, Ireland, and England qualified.
2: I think if he goes across the Irish say he he is an international.
3: Yeah, but he needs to move across. He, he's just exactly as you've said that. He actually reminds me a bit of Will Addison. Will
1: Addison, yeah, yeah. In his yeah, in his yeah, playing
3: yeah. style, his ability, the positions he covers, probably his size. He's he's not much different. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, he needs to go and sign for. Oh, my beloved Ulster would be good. Sorry, <laughs> just fiddling around with something over there, Jay. Uh,
2: yeah, completely agree. He needs, yeah, he needs international recognition. I think he's absolutely... Um, he needs international
3: absolutely. cash is what he needs. More to the point, yes. Yeah, because he won't be on... He's not on Randranda or Pieter Tau or Lua Tour money.
2: Mm. Uh,
1: At the moment, he is is of that profile that he is one of the most valuable premiership players. 100%. In the sense that he's not in the England squad. He's available 22 games a season. Yeah. And he'll be cheap and he covers loads of positions.
3: Yeah. He reminds me a little bit of um, when, a few years ago, when Chris Wiles was covering...
1: 100% yes, Basically a
3: great 11 through 15.
1: Yeah.
2: Uh, Although I think this guy's better than Chris
1: Wiles.
3: Yeah. I, some I, distance. I would agree. Playing in not quite as good a team, but better than Chris oh, Wiles.
1: That, that's a big statement. That Chris Wiles was ace for Chris him. Wales Chris Wiles was mega. Was
3: absolutely awesome. And, and doing everything, playing 12, 13, and covering the back three. Mm.
2: Yeah. So, uh, Laster... I've got what's the thirteenth? Maroney. He is quite good. He got a yellow card, but after that, he he just went to you know level ten. Very very good player. There is something building at Leicester. It's slow, and but it looks like <laughs> this, it isn't quite that obvious.
3: Well, they've they lost a lot of players. i they've lost, they lose players through England. They lost pretty much all of their massive South African back row through a combination of yeah. Uh, big, in, big injury and red cards,
2: yeah. They, they just they strike me as a going in the right direction. Can I leave yeah. you gents to it just for a minute? You oh, go, excuse me, we we'll have to quick,
3: I, I, quick to see, I can't wait anymore. Quick blue right, break. <laughs> 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 Shall we if, wrap up the podcast then?
2: No, because we missed Bath Northampton.
3: Yeah, that's something Bath Northampton.
2: Uh, I can't wait this one out for life of me. So, uh, <sighs>
3: so Northampton look brilliant at the start
2: yeah and my prediction for this one was so maybe i can work it up because my prediction was that the bath back row would comfortably outwork northampton that that's kind of what i thought yeah because i've seen bath do pretty well on sale and sale and no mugs and it wasn't a bad sale team. and the difference was they had lads such as uh miles reed yeah bayless guys you i talk about a lot but guys who aren't really household names across the Premiership, and they were just ace. Yeah, Uh they didn't do too well to start with, but they sort of eased into it. And they're
3: annoying because they, they, were, they were bad to start with. They conceded those tries early on. Through Bath were bad at that start.
2: And I'm trying to think what was the what was the reason for the for the two tries get go- over.
3: Uh, over? Tom, oh! Tom James scored two tries. That's right. Through. A failure at the Rook, uh, driving mall, um, and then a failure to mark Narivovo at Rook. That's right. That was it. It was two. They just switched off around the, the Rook and the Mall.
2: Yeah. So, um, Bath pride themselves on being big physical scrummaging side. Yeah. Uh, which was bizarre, because Northampton all of a sudden found a, found a scrum. I don't really know how you do this. I don't know how you all of a sudden decide you're going to be a scrummaging team one day.
1: It's Northampton.
2: North this Hampton. is Northampton.
1: Oh, see, I've picked up on straight on that. Isn't it mad? Isn't that bonkers? It is. Like how much, how they've bad just Northampton o- were.
2: They've just overnight switched switched it on. Shall we decide to scrim- I mean, I have thought that Aaron Painter, or however you say, say his name, yeah, yeah. has always had the potential to be a good scrimmager. Uh, oh, and Nick Oterrack played. I forgot he, he, yeah. he existed. But even the guys that came off the bench, who
1: only a month or so ago
2: were, were struggling... We're rubbish, yeah, genuinely rubbish.
1: Although, uh, you've talked about Tom Dunn, have you?
2: Not yet, not yet,
3: <laughs> not
1: yet. Because <laughs> uh, I love that moment at the end of this game, yeah, it was so good,
3: yeah. So, where well, he cheers their decision to re scrum. Yeah, so,
1: have it so Northampton pumped Bath in, in a scrum in the 77th minute when they're one point down and on Bath's five metre line. Bath get hammered, lose a penalty. Northampton, well, before Northampton call for a scrum again. Take it away, JB, because he, he was your boy.
2: Oh, it was awesome. So uh, they've, they've just got hammered. And he's, uh, all you see is Tom Donut, uh, you, you, you obviously lip-read him because scrum isn't a hard word to lip-read. And scrum, scrum, scrum. Come on, then, scrum, scrum. And they go, scrum. Yeah! 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 Like, you've just been hammered. But at this point, you might...
3: It's, it's, Tom Donut... As he pretty much is in every game, he's bleeding from both ears at this point. It
2: looks like they're about to have a fight with a you know, like with a crackhead or something. It's that kind of like uncertainty. Like it's why awesome. is this guy so confident? What does he know? We just beat, like he, he reminds you of the of the gypsy character in, in Lockstock. Like he just doesn't go down. <laughs> um, and then they actually win the scrum, which is even more impressive. So it's got all of the fina- all the uh, characteristics of the amazing scenes of Wales versus France. Yeah, hundred hundred minutes in. Sorry, and Rob Evans is going, come on, yeah, d- sir. It doesn't matter. D- yeah, who they put on?
3: Yeah, we don't care who they put on, sir. Turns
2: out they do care. <laughs> but no, Tom Dunn is like legit. So I think like Miles Reed is lo- is legitimately very good. Um, Bayliss is legitimately very good. Yeah. Um, they've come through this period now of blooding these younger pack members. And when everyone else comes back, they are going to have some options.
1: Well, I mean, and actually, we're talking about Piers O'Connor being really valuable. If, well, a great player, but Sam Underhill, what are they paying him and is he worth
2: it? I would say yes. In the same way that Hogg's worth it. Now, Hogg isn't worth it um, well, Hogg doesn't have the same injury record as Underhill Yeah, but that's how you've got to think of him, right? So you've got to think of like your Hogg and your Underhill as the guys who are going to win your finals But if you're not going to finals, you don't, need to, you don't need to have them So if you're not going, if you're not going to the playoffs don't have Falatel, don't have Underhill don't have any, any of those boys, waste, waste of money If you are going to playoffs, that's when you need them And it's the same with Hogg, like, Exeter can do without him until they get to the highest level you need And them. then you've got to have him Because mm. without him, you don't win anything
1: Exactly. Yeah, that's interesting.
2: That's a, My, but Miles Reid like offers you so much more around um, different areas of set Like he goes up in the lineup really well. His engine is unbelievable. He obviously doesn't hit nearly as hard as as, as Underhill. He doesn't have the you know the nouse around, around the breakdown.
1: But then do you not think different
2: that, players. That, different players. You, different mm-hmm. There will
1: be a causal relationship between the thing we love about Underhill so much that he will smash people and his injury record.
3: Yeah, you have got to manage. One hundred percent. Yeah, you've got to manage. Him. Same, same as Addison.
1: Yeah,
2: yeah, you're right. It, it, yeah, where, where, where isn't it? What's wrong with him at the moment?
3: He dropped out of the. He was called up for the Six Nations squad, and then he dropped out. Is it foot? I can't remember.
2: I seem to think it's his foot. I worry about him.
3: Yeah, I do.
2: Mm. Yeah, Bath. I. I mean, I don't. Know. I don't know about Bath. Uh, they have all sorts of potential. Hip was his withdrawal. Yeah. Hip injury. Now, and also we need to talk about uh, Priest- Priestland as well. Turning down multiple attempts to equal the record. Then equals the record. Um, so, in case you're wondering what this record is, consecutive kicks, which has been held for 13 years, and the current holders were Johnny Wilkinson and Mark Van Gisbergen. 29 consecutive kicks. 29 consecutive kicks. He's already drawn the record. And then if he wants to get on his own, he has two opportunities right underneath the sticks, both of which he turns down and goes the corner. And then he does get his record when they score in the far corner from a line-out, which is quite awesome. When he's done with this, it's going to be one hell of a record. That's <laughs> what, 13 years?
1: Yeah, He's two ahead of it already. Joe Simmons got very close to getting this last year, didn't
3: he? Yeah, he he was on an amazing streak at one point. but He,
1: he got close to it, I think.
3: Neither of them, none of them, as far as I'm aware, are doing the old uh, Chris Patterson, Dan Parks trick. <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah, Ugo mentioned this in comments. He's like, I wouldn't be surprised if it's you know far out if he just goes goes for the corner.
3: Yeah, yeah.
2: But he did the opposite actually. Right underneath the posts, went, went went for the corner. Yeah, I don't I don't know how Bath came back to win this. Northampton must be kicking themselves. They played all the rugby at early doors. It was theirs to win, and they let, and they let let back in, Bath back in. As for Bath, they've got some resilient boys. They do. They, I,
3: I'm, I'm astonished that after half an hour that Bath could come back to win that.
2: I also don't understand like, what is the Hooper dynamic here? Because a few weeks ago, it was widely reported, oh, he's lost the dressing room. Or and maybe he has. Maybe he's lost the, the senior lads. But certainly the boys that I've spoken to who play for Bath right no, no, you now, he's a great communicator. You know, he's brought us through the system. We like him. I wonder if the younger. I wonder if there's a, a split in the Bath yeah. camp rather than a lost the dressing room because those lads responded. Those they definitely responded.
3: Yeah, it was after that first twenty or so minutes, half half an hour, whatever it was. Mm. The Bath team really responded, and that that finish, you don't do that in an unhappy camp. No, like that. That was. Grit and determination and heart to to win that game and then to, as you described, to be Tom Dunn battling out on your own try line, wanting that next scrum.
1: On that, I've, I've, I can't believe I didn't think this at the time, but it's just occurred to me what happened at the end of this game because I was so sort of enjoying Tom Dunn, yeah, <laughs> scrum, scrum, scrum. <laughs> <laughs> I was enjoying that so much that I've, it's, I've only, it's, I, I can't believe it's only just dawned on me. Northampton had a penalty, one point down, with three minutes to go. Did they?
3: No, it wasn't a penalty. Yes, it was. I thought it was a free kick from a scrum. I thought it, I thought they no, scrummed was... again from a free kick, not a penalty. Well, what was
1: a free kick for? No, it was a pen.
3: Was it an early engage or was it? Well, I'm it, I'm sure I had it. a scrum.
2: As a... Is it, I remember a free kick.
3: I'm sure it was a free kick, not a penalty.
2: Mm. But then, but they were on their own when they were on their own line because James. James messed it up and took it over, over his own line. Is that the one you th- think? No, 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 at the very bats, end of the game. Yeah, two minutes on the scrum, scrum, scrum. Because that, if it
3: on was on that, a, on that decision, if it was a penalty, it was on about the fifteen right hand side of the posts. It was a kickable kick. I'm sure it was oh. a, a free kick rather than a penalty.
1: I hope you're right. if you're a Northampton fan, tell me because I can't remember. I I seem to remember that being a pen. Because it was wheeled, it was wheeled by Bath, and they they got pumped in the scrum. Yeah, maybe. I don't know what the free kick would have been for. Because there's no infringement at a, at a scrum, other
3: than like early engagement. No. But, yeah.
2: Anyway, oh, I don't know. Anyway. Who knows? Who knows? Uh, don't know where Bath will finish. Don't know where Northampton will finish. They're both maddeningly, maddeningly inconsistent. That's, I don't know. I, don't know what, I, I just have no idea. Both
3: teams do get. Considerably stronger if they get all of their injuries in England and Wales boys back.
2: Yeah, but I don't buy this argument. Like, so I never mention players that are missing because simply everybody has missing players. So, oh yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> well,
3: not everyone. Who? Like, who? Worcester.
2: Yeah, but even they will point there to their injuries. So like, they've
3: got a couple of injuries. I
2: watched Newcastle. Not many. So I watch what I consider a first a first team sale team go out against Exeter, right? And then afterwards, Samson's talking about all the players that he's missing. Like, what players are you missing? Oh, well, Akka and Manu and uh, Yanzi and, you know, uh, sorry, um, Rohan, Yanzi van Rensburg. Yeah. You know? So, like, everyone's got oh, Curry, Ben Curry, you know, so everyone's got people missing. So, I, you know, when people say, oh, look at the players that were missing, I pay no attention to it at all. It's a squad game. Oh, I'm
3: just I'm I'm looking back on this. I think it I think it was a penalty.
1: Penalty for what uh, exactly? And where were, where were they? Um, penalty for scrum wheel uh, for Bath wheeling the scrum, getting pumped on their own line. Bath own line. So Bath defending this. Bath, Bath are defending, defending on their five meter line. Why didn't they kick it? Ben Spencer managed to hold the ball. Well, I mean, for one, that was an incredible bit of play by Ben Spencer to hold up the try for Lewis Ludlam. There is. Penalty. Oh bloody
3: hell! It was. I, mean, I actually think it was a couple of penalties. Just, just, I'm very quickly flicking through the the so, game. So
1: Ben Spencer does an unbelievable bit of skill to hold up Lewis Ludlam, going over for a try.
2: Well,
3: it's, she put an amazing tackle
1: on yeah.
2: Voro as oh, well. I did yeah? Ben Spencer was class. Earlier on, I tell you, another guy who was very good uh, was Mercer today. Yeah, and I've not been the biggest fan of Mercer. Of late. I think he's gone yeah, really quiet. Your, your peacetime number eight, peacetime number eight. Yeah, <laughs> and he he had the ball in his hands. I was like, oh, look at him slowing down. He's slowing down in his contact. Like the number one sin in in my mind for any back row is to slow down in, in um in, in contact. And I can feel myself getting you know viscerally angry at him, and he slows down. Because he executes a miss three or something straight on something, I was like, "Ah, oh, right, okay, that's why. That's why he is actually a very good number eight. He's a
1: very good number eight. Also, um, and I, I interviewed him when he was captain Bath in the Anglo Welsh Cup about five years ago mm. or four four years ago, or whatever. And I, and I interviewed him when he was man of the match after a game when it was Leicester and Bath drew. Freddie Burns was playing for Leicester, back at Bath, and. Um, I interviewed him then and I might take back something I said earlier in this podcast I think there are two equal best most natural communicators in English rugby <laughs> he's really Alex, good Alex Sanderson and Zach Mercer
2: yeah he, he got the man of the match so Bafes interviewed him and he came, came across brilliantly and I thought I, I could do with hearing more of this guy he's a very thick,
1: affable chap thick
3: Yorkshire accent very as well. Yorkshire. yeah um, astonishingly Yorkshire because he's got a Kiwi dad hasn't he Yeah. Uh,
2: do, do you know who else had a lot of airtime for his voice this this weekend
3: uh, Jiff, uh, Jiffy St- Stino. Brian Moore
1: Does Stino
2: do, do comms?
1: Well BT Sport tried uh, Tried something Where You know We're limited We can't go out And do the pitch walks I miss doing that Yeah mm-hmm. Like Before a game Going out in and amongst it And anyway um, So Steenson's a kicking coach For Exeter and so they just mic'd him up and just went, what's going on now, Steeno?" He went, right, At the minute we're doing this, um, the minute we're doing that, he talked to him through the warm-up.
2: Max Laheef. It was good, it was really good. A, um, oh, Max leheath was such good value. He was okay. I mean, look. Uh, the, he's th- funny. I can see why people don't find him funny. I can see why f- people find it tiring. Very dry. <laughs> he, uh, I I like, do you know, he's got such a, an, he's got a really nice voice. Yeah,
1: very, very, very deep and very calm.
2: It's very yeah. deep, it's very calm. Very, very, he talks very slowly and deliberately and I like that. Yeah. Some of the gags are okay. If he can mix what he knows with a little less of the gags, I think he'll be really successful.
3: Yeah, because he, he's
1: got... We talked to the other week about some of his turn of phrase on Twitter, but yeah, it, it's, yeah. it's there naturally. But
3: he, he's got a, an unusual perspective as well. Just because...
1: Um, often, what, what often, as someone that could be a GQ model as well? Well, as,
3: as, as well as a prop. But he, yeah. he's... he's the, being able to converse, being able to ac- accurately describe what goes on in the front row is one unique perspective because that is is very difficult. Fla- Flatman is very good at it, but there's, there's relatively few.
1: What about Brian Moore? Oh,
3: <laughs> genius. <laughs> An unrivaled mind. For
1: God's sake! <laughs>
3: um, but also his his like strength and conditioning and his nutrition side of things, which he does mm. a lot of online, on Instagram and stuff, is really, really good. So he, he's got... A re- really interesting. It's
2: perspective. a really bright guy. Yeah. I mean, yeah. That's first, and, first and foremost, I I just think he's so unique that if you can, it's very hard because you it, it's like an easy, it's like a cocaine fix. Not that I know what cocaine, <laughs> cocaine fix is, but you know, um, you know, if you make a gag, it, oh, yeah, that's kind of that's kind of funny. But it's only going to take you so so far. Well,
1: well, look at the people that have been like that and burn bright and then fizzle out. Yeah. Nick the honey badger. Yeah, trapping, yeah. No Cummins, Nick, any more Nick Cummins, him. Honey Badger, no, like you know, it was oh, tell us a gag, tell us a gag. Um, actually, Corbs, is, Corbs, with his rapping. Now he's gone onto scrummaging.
2: Yeah, he, I mean, it, he, he can have longevity with yeah. that. You yeah. need to know your stuff. Yeah, and then add the humour onto it, uh, and he does know his stuff, so he'll be fine. But uh, that's that. That'd be my takeaway. Dan, I mean,
1: Danny Cipriani and curling hair.
2: Exactly
3: perfect That's what like. a great him, him idea. and Brian Moore could have a beautician
1: they
2: could what was it what what's Sipper's been up to again I can't remember I'd... he was curling curling uh, Mrs. Yeah. Cipriani's hair yeah. on a...
3: the future Mrs. Cipriani
2: I thought they were married
3: I don't they are married
2: definitely married are yeah. they
3: I think yeah, she's yeah because she's something Cipriani yeah so she's taken his name but I don't think they're actually married yet
2: how do you know this
3: er uh, it's a good question it's, I find it a fascinating relationship. I've been observing it from a distance.
2: <laughs> so, yeah, he, Danny Cipriani... Um, He's got skills. Yeah. Well, look... He's anyway, got I, golden wrists. You've got yeah. to put them yeah. to use somewhere. When you've got risk control, such great risk control, it's just a, a, a efficient allocation of resources. <laughs> 100%. Isn't it? You know, I would have him curl my hair if I had any, um, uh, 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 any left. Very talented man. Absolutely. Incredible yes. talent. I think we'll see him back in the pram.
3: Yeah. I've said for a few years, I think he should go get a big payday in France or Japan, and it, basically go to wherever he's going to get paid the most money for a couple of years I heard someone and floating. do that.
2: Who did I hit? Someone in the know floated. Newcastle? That no, wasn't Newcastle.
3: Newcastle was floated a little while ago. It just was
2: it maybe? <sighs> but in line with them coming back up to the, to the premiership. Mm. Someone, at, well, let me have a look
1: without relegation I say no he's not coming back to the Prem because <sighs> it's, yeah, it's a fair point yeah you just don't need what? Well, yeah you don't need to
2: yeah 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 Ealing Ealing was mm. but I can't see that I can't I can't see I can't see the pods at Ealing saying Danny Cipriani fits our DNA is that a bit like Henson to London London Welsh
3: oh Henson and Piri Weepu
2: until Mornal one of the best backlines of all time
3: yeah could Bomb. be experienced, that certainly. Was, that
1: was World world Backline 2001. Yeah. <laughs> Shame <laughs> they were playing in 2015. <laughs> <laughs> mm.
3: Shall we do next week's games? Yeah. Oh, yeah, let's do that. Okay, Friday night, we have Leicester hosting London Irish. Leicester hosting London Irish? Yeah, Leicester will still be missing plenty of players. Um, all the England boys, plus... Um, their South African Does back George
2: Morton get his full match day fee for not coming off the bench? Yeah. He I reckon either. he will, do you?
3: Yeah. 100%. It's, what, it's
1: like 19 years old, and there you go, 20 grand. What are you going to do with that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, live on it forever? <laughs> well,
3: uh, I owe my mum 200 quid rent this month.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> wow. Um. So, I, I'm going to go Irish as well, actually. Uh, although, Tigers, with Borthwick, I think... Should be winning this, even with everyone missing. How is that missing. the TV game? By the way, is that the TV game? Well, seven
2: forty-five than... is always a TV game, isn't
3: it? Well, I guess they're both on TV, but one will be.
1: That's a good point.
2: That is a very good point.
1: There'll be, uh, and there'll be three live matches this weekend.
3: So there's the other game on Friday night is Sale hosting Newcastle. I'm looking forward to which that to... should be a good game. Yeah, that'll be really good.
2: Yeah, that will be. Oh, it depends what the team. Itself. I mean, they are going so deep into their squad to find out who can do things and who can't. It's going to be really interesting to see what team goes out there. Uh, well, this is as
1: long a, as AJ's at 10, then exactly.
3: they'll
2: be
1: fine.
3: Yeah, it does make a big difference.
2: Yeah, I, I really don't know what, they're gonna, what they'll going what they put out. But their strongest team would do Newcastle. I don't think they want to put out their strongest team. I think they want to keep finding out what everyone can do individually.
3: I, I think that's the way that Sanson's building it, isn't it? Yeah. He is testing everyone out in the heat of battle.
2: Mm. So, because of that, I'm going to stay as neutral as I always am. I'm going to be a complete neutral on that. so I have no idea how that will
3: turn out. So, sail, 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 sail win that. How yeah. do you know they'll win? Hmm.
1: Well, if we if we knew, we wouldn't bother. We wouldn't yeah, again, wouldn't, we wouldn't it, bother watching.
3: Exactly right.
2: um, um, Saturday, Bath hosting to Chiefs. Chiefs should take care of business here. For all the good things I've said about Bath, Chiefs should take care of business. I, I mean, big time, take care of business. Is that
1: down at Sandy Park?
2: No, no the rack.
3: I think it, uh, give me extra, but yeah, just give me extra. Not no, but when bath
2: fold, they fold disastrously. Yeah. Uh, now they came back into it against um, North, Northampton the week before that. What did they do? It was awful, from what I remember. Oh no! They no, beat, was, no, was, no, they beat Gloucester. Yeah, it was a few weeks
3: before that. Was it the Leicester game where they scored a couple of early tries? Harlequins hammered them, and then oh yeah, 15 That was the
2: one. I'll go for. Exeter,
3: Exeter, then Wasps host Gloucester. This can go either way. Yeah, Wasps need a win. Gloucester, hmm. Yeah. Give me Wasps. Wasps, get back on the horse. Yeah,
2: give me
1: Gloucester. I I've got a feeling about Gloucester as well, but I'm I'm gonna go Wasps narrowly at home.
3: Yeah, yeah. Then. Worcester host Bristol, which will be a Bristol win. Yeah, And then Quinns host Northampton, will be which will be belter. a belter.
1: Quinns win with their first Quinns team back. Th- Quinns in third,
2: by the way. Quinns with their first team back will win. Yeah. It depends. It? It. I think they are carrying some injuries. I think Evan is Evans out? Evans is out. I think White's carrying an injury. I think... Uh, they've
1: got Dommers and Smith and Kerr and... Chisholm. Brown yeah, they'll, and...
3: They'll bring Chisholm in on the, yeah. in the back row.
1: And they've got... They'll be fine. they love
2: have and Simmons. Yeah, they're, and they're, do you know who their most important guy is?
3: Marcus Smith. No. Uh Hazen. Esther Hazen. Correct. Both of them.
2: He is... Bl- uh, what he gives Marcus Smith is... He uh, just helps him out so much. Even though Esther on his own, is not maybe brilliant. Although I would love to have him in any team which I... Which I... Which I put, Put, put together,
1: yeah. He just allows Smith that little bit of extra safety, Care inside you, Esther Hayes outside you. Yeah, you're in a pretty neat position there.
2: That might be the most effective 910. Uh, who's the 91012? Be- Unless there's someone that I'm missing, but eight, those eight
1: 91012.
3: Yeah, yeah, Dombas. Uh,
2: who did Bristol roll with?
1: Yeah, definitely, definitely Hughes, Hughes, yeah. Randall, yeah. Sheedy. Yeah. Pietal.
2: Yeah. Pretty good. They're more of resist- a Yeah. Not quite. Well, <laughs> no, well
1: now, now Sheely's an international legit player.
2: Match-winning
3: international player. Well,
1: has he signed for Welsh Club yet? No, and I hate that he's going to have to. It's so... It's, it's just no. He'll, we- that,
2: you're telling me that he won't improve more in the regions rather than <laughs> hanging around at Bristol Bears?
3: Can we do something with, like, 20 game of three halves... International games of three halves that give him the sixty caps so he can go to any, so was, anywhere he wants. So
1: or, or can is there a way that Bristol could just do a twenty-year contract, but not be tied into honouring it or have some get-out stages? So yeah, so I was thinking the other
2: day. Right? So how did Tommy Francis get around it when he uh, first resigned? So his contract? he had an extension. So in his existing contract, he had an option for the next year, which is interesting because. An option for an extra year does not entail necessarily more money. It's just the existing contract extending. Yeah. So I was thinking about this. So I was thinking about it on, on two levels. I was thinking of paying my 500 quid to the RFU to do my agent's test so I could tell you all about it on the podcast. And I might still do that, actually. And I was also thinking, what would I do if I was Tommy, Tommy Francis's agent? And I think I know the answer to this, which is I, I'd talk to Exeter and say, look, I want I want to be here. You want me here. I'm yeah. really happy the family are here. I want
3: more than one year.
2: Yeah. But Wales, you know Wales is Wales, right? So I've got I've got to go home. And he is right on the brink. Home. Yeah, yeah, home. Yeah. Don- home. Don- yeah. Donny yeah. Tommy. Don- Donny <laughs> Tommy.
1: It's a bit closer to Doncaster than Exeter. Just marginal. <laughs> yeah. yeah,
2: so he's got to move to a place he's never lived in his life. To go home, right? Um I think I sign a one year deal. And as soon as, as soon as I get my allocated number of caps, I'm gone. I'm gone. And I'm, I'll let extra know. Look, I'm going to... Why don't let extra loan him out, mate? Mate, maybe. Although maybe that's too obvious. He'll, he'll have 60 caps by the end of this Six Nations, I think. No, he won't. No, he's, he, he can't physically do it, which is why it's such a shame. Oh, no, you're right. Yes. Had... Uh, yes. Yes, you are right. So he's... I can't believe he's on 60 caps, by, by the way. Yeah, no.
3: Coming close the, to it. Yeah, he currently lists fifty-five caps on Wikipedia, which might be out of date, but he's not far away by the end of this Six Nations.
2: Yeah, so if I if I was if I was representing him, I think one-year deal, get what I can from the WRU, and then go and then go back. Although maybe one-year deal might be a tiny, tra- a bit transparent. It's like what I'm up to. Nah. Oh,
1: I think that, that that seems harsh as well. I'm sure there could be some little. St- it's a joke. It's a, it's, no, I mean, a joke. It's, it's a total joke. but it, it could be something built in, which is like, if your contract is ending and you are within ten percent, then yeah, but give then, you that leeway because you've already got fifty four under your belt by the time your contract the problem ends. With, the
2: problem with that, Tim, is if you're within ten percent.
1: Oh yeah, then fifty three becomes the thr- yeah, yeah.
2: And then you know, what if someone's on fifty two? Come yeah. on, ten percent of that. Yeah, you're right. It's all a joke. It's all ridiculous. I, I don't. I don't agree with that. I, I don't. I absolutely hate it. And I. I hate. I hate the arguments around and the mindset around the people that actually try and ju- like just justify it. I think it's all. Because what? To save the WRU? Yeah, whatever. Uh, anyway, enough of that.
3: Um, that's all the games.
1: That's all the games.
2: Uh, Shall we wrap this
1: up? Yeah, let's wrap this up. Uh, yeah, nice one. No, go on, JB, you wrap it up because you love the Prem. I do love the Prem, actually. I love the Prem. But you more. should you you should take you, you take like centre stage on MWDP
2: because you love the Prem that I, much. I I actually do prefer Premiership rugby yeah, to international I know rugby you do. I, I, <laughs> I, I, I just don't really care that much for international rugby um, anymore <laughs> uh, yeah thank, thank you for listening uh, we've been the Egg Chasers thank you for listening to the MWDP you can find us on Twitter I'm at J Beardmore Tim is at Cocker where are you lurking now? What are you, Phil Six Five Nine ten, Nine Five Eight, <laughs> trolling broadcasters? <laughs> uh, I, I, mm. I knew it was you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, you'll, Phil will be sliding into your DMs should he want to speak to you. Should
3: I want to critique your uh, journalism skills? Exactly, your right. reporting.
2: Uh, get in touch with us uh at, contact at Egg Chasers. Do the whole Patreon thing um, contacteggchasers at gmail.com what did I just say then contacteggchasers thank you thank you, you know the other thing that I do too
3: www www
2: dot. And then we to www www
1: well, I don't know if there's a word for this but saying www takes longer than saying world wide
2: web oh, is that right yeah <laughs> world wide web dot uh, <laughs> yeah so contacteggchasers uh, at gmail I think, that, I think that's everything is not it? I think I think I've covered off all the bases. Yeah, you have. You have. Perfect. Um, uh, would I pass the vir- uh, the Virgin Radio, uh, whatever test that you've got? If you've got a little, like little test, and you would like, Yeah,
1: I'd I'd be clicking the smiley green face. Fantastic. <laughs> yes. <laughs> right. So
2: until next week, uh, when we will reconvene, uh, have a, a love a, a lovely week and let the boys play. Let the boys play.